The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Your radio target is locked, and you have reached Strike Point. Webmaster Radio stretches its microphones across the Atlantic to bring you Strike Point. Our expert and informative hosts will attack the search industry from Europe to the Americas and beyond. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm presents Strike Point. <laughs> Welcome to Strike Point with a bit of delay due to technical issues today. It was a little bit difficult to get everybody connected. And it is truly a global show today because with me today, I have my very good friend from Iceland, Christian Ma Hauksson. I always pronounce your last name wrong, but I hope you're with me. Are you there, Christian? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. You're not very loud, but um, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you here. Uh, I'm sorry about all the technical difficulties and stuff, but um, sometimes it's not that easy when you run a global radio. And uh, today we are going to talk about global challenges, <laughs> not so much in broadcasting, but in SEO, because uh, you have a new book coming up about global SEO. Um, when is it? When is it out? Uh, well. It's on pre-sale now uh, uh, on Amazon. Uh, we are hoping to get it out hopefully before Christmas, but uh, realistically, early next year. Okay. And what is the uh, what is the name of the book? The, the title of the book? Well, <laughs> we we haven't actually decided on the final name, but uh, I, I'm just gonna look up the Amazon name uh, while we are at this because. Me and my co-author Anne Kennedy uh, uh, is uh, uh, we are in the midst of, of finalizing the book, and we just uh, as, as we uh, travel around the world and, and, and speak on conferences. Uh, Anne just came came from Kenya. Uh, I'm going to Lithuania and Norway next month, uh, and uh, and uh, so we are traveling around the world, meeting people. And the more we meet people, the more we need. The more we understand the need for a book like this, because there is such a uh, vast uh, uh, variety of, of cultures and, and impacts uh, within countries versus the U.S., for example. Definitely, definitely. We're going to talk a whole lot about that. So for now, I guess you can just search for um, for your name or your call. Yeah, the book is called Global Search Engine Marketing, Getting Better International Search Engine Results. Okay, good. So at least you can search for that now, and it's on the pre-sale, so you can go and check it out and pre-order it, put it in your in your wish basket or something like that. According to Q, Q, who is publishing the book, the the date is twentieth of January, which I think is is a, a realistic date. So that will be the day when it comes out. Okay, so it's not, so not going to be a Christmas present. No, it, it could be. It could be. I mean, I, you just print out the cover, <laughs> put it in a nice frame, and, and then uh, in January you'll hand the book over. So let me just first ask you: Why, why do you decide to make that book? Isn't don't, don't we have enough books about SEO already? Uh, this is the first book about this, actually. Uh, uh, well, as you know, 
Mikkel, I come from uh, this uh, small island in the North Atlantic, uh, and uh, we are 300,000 people, 300,000 extroverts uh, that uh, are constantly trying to survive uh, up in the up in the up in the North Sea somewhere, and uh, most of our income is based upon exporting stuff like uh, fisheries and uh, and uh, technology, tourism, and so on. And uh, back in 2000 and uh, was two three, I realized that there was an there was a, uh, a huge opportunity for global companies to actually take their uh, um, uh, focus out of English because specifically U.S. companies and British companies, for that matter, uh, U.K. companies, are very in, in internal thinking in regards of the way that they. Uh, uh, market their products and, 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 and services. So they yeah. tend to think that everybody speaks English and, and that uh, uh, all, everybody uses the search engines the same way, social media and so on, but that's not the case. No, that is definitely not the case. Both you and I know that coming from small countries where we, we do depend a lot on uh, reaching out to countries with different cultures and our own and different languages, and different rules and different laws and just different just about anything. Um, so you wrote uh, this book together with one of our common very good friends, Ann Kennedy, uh, yeah. an American SEO. So yeah. um, how, how, how did that work out uh, between you working on that book? Well, it actually gave me a better insight into uh, American culture. Uh, uh, Anne is, 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 is a traveler, as you know. She likes traveling and she's very uh, uh, open-minded uh, and, 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 uh, and the person that is uh, willing to adapt to different cultures and, 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 and try to understand them. But when we started to write the book, we realized that, that I could never have done this alone, for example, because we need to have an author that understands the market that the book is oriented towards. And... Anne's contribution towards the book is, is tremendous in regards of, firstly, uh, making sure that, that my knowledge is in a proper English. <laughs> and, sec- and secondly, is, 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 is that, that she uh, underva- undervalued, until we started to write the book, her knowledge of, of international marketing and, and, and uh, this multilingual environment that many... Uh, large corporations and, and even small companies, travel companies, uh, export companies on, are in, uh, where they are trying to sell to markets which are not English-speaking. Yes, uh, we're going to have a very short break uh, to present our sponsors, uh, beautiful sponsors that are keeping this show alive. And when we get back, we're going to talk a whole lot more about the big challenges of global SEO. So please stay with us and we will be back in a minute. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. (laughs) 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Two, one, booster ignition. Ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine-friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy-to-use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T.com. As you know, being an expert at f- what did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. WebmasterRadio.fm. Keep your headphones handy and the feed loaded. We never stop. Do you? Now, back to Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Strike Point, and with me today I have Christian Mahauksen. Do I do I pronounce your last name correct? Because I I think I always get a little bit wrong. No, I, but uh, I forgive you. It, it's fine. <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> That's good. Anyway, how 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 do you see? What do you what do you see as the biggest challenges of a company that that, that wants to do global SEO and and are starting out now uh, translating their website into new languages and and uh, maybe they maybe they want to reach out in two three four you know different languages maybe in Europe maybe in, in Asia maybe in China what what do you see as the biggest uh, challenges for for a company? Well, uh, this is actually a question that that that, that <laughs> needs multiple uh, answers, but but the basis of it is is uh, realizing that uh, uh, that English is not the language of all companies, and preferably trying to understand that uh, that even if you are going for English, that that the um, the audience that you're going for, for example, if you take Russia, the actual usage of Eng- the English, if I remember correctly, fourteen percent, one four, fourteen percent of the Russian nation. Have understanding and can speak English. So, and and for that matter, you will have problems uh, uh, getting indexed 
on Yandex. So localization, uh, going uh, um, uh, uh, deep dive into the languages that you're targeting. What 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 can often be done, and and we we I call this uh, a uh, drift net uh, uh, strategy, and drift net is is used by the sailors when they were. Uh, uh, going on sea and they, they throw these nets out and then they drag them in and see what comes into the net. What you can do often to test the waters before you go in is to uh, create a uh, content seating strategy or a PR, online PR strategy in the language and just look at the impact and look at uh, uh, how um, people are reacting to the content. So I would say the first thing that you need to do is if you're going to go into a market, uh, be sure that, uh, that, that uh, you are ready. And, uh, uh, and, and uh, by ready, I mean go with the language and, 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 and look at how you can use the language to talk to the people who you're targeting. It sounds simple, but this is in, in, in 90% of, of cases done wrong by companies. So, so once you, you you get that language thing uh, uh, sorted out, and I, and I guess more and more companies do realize that they cannot just uh, stay with English. If they if they want to sell to Russians, they do really need to do it in Russian, and if they want to sell to Germans, they need to do it in German, and so on. But uh, then moving on from there, um, do you see any any uh, any big issues to deal with? I mean, the the, the first issue that 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 I always had to deal with is. Um, is, is keyword because you know when one one if if you already if you're already doing well in your own uh, language let's say your own language is, is Danish or yeah. English or it doesn't really matter and, yeah. and you know what keywords to target in in in, yeah. in, in English and um, how 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 would you approach the challenge of um, of translating these keywords into let's say Russian because I mean we both know that just translating them through a translation service probably wouldn't give you the, the, the same the, the right keywords that the Russians would use for the same kind of products or services. Absolutely, and I think I think that may, maybe if we take this a little bit closer to our uh, our our own uh, turf, uh, what what is the Danish word for a laptop except for laptop? Uh, well, it, it is actually a laptop. <laughs> but, but you you have a Danish word for it, Barber PC. I think it is in in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody really uses that. Uh, in in Denmark, when we, when it comes to tech uh, terms, um, we are actually adapting a lot of English uh, terms in Danish. Okay. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, there's a there's a Danish word for it, Barber. Uh, so, Barber. So okay, uh, exactly. But but this actually is a great point because one of the things which we stumble upon quite often when we are dealing with companies and I, I, the reason why I bring up the word laptop is that we recently did uh, a pay-per-click campaign for a very large laptop provider into Scandinavia. So this was, a, this was a bit of a trick question. So in Denmark, the English is quite often used from a technical point of view and is, is probably more of a, of a term in regards of, for example, laptop versus uh, something else. But in Norway and Sweden, Actually, it's 50-50, and in Norway, it's actually 60-40. So Norwegians yeah. use uh, the Norwegian word for it. They will use laptop also. But by generalizing 
that the Scandinavian market, because Denmark, so let's say if they do uh, research in Denmark and find out that they will actually use laptop, they they might roll out that the word laptop is the word that we are going for in Scandinavia, because Denmark uses it, then Norway and Sweden must use it. But these are three very different countries. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and therefore, the missed opportunity for this particular company, and this is an actual case, where they went in with the word laptop for all of these three countries and actually a couple of others, uh, uh, fin- Finland, for example, also, and they have their very strange word for laptop also uh, in Finnish. So, so in their case, they were missing out throughout the market 55% of searches. But not only that, yeah. they, were mis- they were missing out on a certain type of people that use their mother tongue to search. There's a different yeah. type of people also. Yeah. So this is this is what I this is very important that that so when you go into languages, keyword research and all of this, you need to understand which market you're talking to and, and, and don't generalize uh, for example with the Scandinavian market. Uh, and for that matter, if we go back a little bit further and go into Asia, you have Hong Kong, you have Singapore, you have China, uh, you have a couple of countries, uh, Thailand, uh, sorry, Taiwan. And, and, and these four countries where Chinese is quite prominent, but there's a different type of Chinese in all these countries with different dialects. And, and so you need to think about that also. But I think that Scandinavia is a fantastic example where uh, American international company will actually generalize, generalize a Scandinavian approach because that they might have done keyword research into the Danish market. Yeah, I think you're very right about that. And and actually, I think there are other regions in the world where you have the same problem. I think a lot of people are approaching the the the, the Dutch re- country as, as one country, but but really uh, Holland is not. I mean, uh, a lot of companies are approaching Holland as a country, but Holland is really just one section of the Netherlands. And the same thing with with the uh, United Kingdom. Some companies are, are, are attacking United Kingdom, and then they approach the Irish people and the Wallish people and the Scottish people and the, and the British people as, as, as one group. And they're not really one group. There's so many differences be, between them. Of course, they all speak English, but there's still differences, and, and there are cultural differences and, 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 and other differences uh, between them. Um, even when it comes down to keywords, I mean, most people that understand English do, of course, understand that... Um, the different words people are using in, in, in Great Britain versus the U.S. versus Australia and versus the other countries where they, they primarily use English are very different. They, you know, you don't call things the same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Words. And, and, and I think another fantastic example of this is Brussels, where, where Brussels, where, where, where Brussels they, the, the mother tongue there or the main language there is Portuguese. But... If you look at, if you compare Portuguese, uh, uh, European Portuguese to Brazilian Portuguese, you will realize that, for example, um, most of the words used for food or, or spices and stuff like that are actually native Brazilian words. And uh, when they talk about technology, they are more likely to use American words than Portuguese words. Yeah. So it's and very this is all. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and I mean, this is this is all all things that. 
it's impossible for you and I to know. I mean, you have examples, I have examples, but to get that granular uh, understanding and detailed understanding of how things work in the different countries in Scandinavia or the different countries in all over the world, I think my, my, my experience is that you, you really need to engage with local people, native people, people who, who yeah. live there, or at least people who have lived there or have been brought up there, who understand all those little bit of details of, of little details yeah. of the language. Yeah, uh, but, but Nicole, that's not, 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 that's not the only thing, because then you get into niches. So, for example, pharmaceuticals. Mm. How, how, how can, even a person that lives in Spain and is Spanish, how can that person know about the words being used in Spain about certain type of medicine or the laws surrounding this type of medicine? So even, to your point, even even uh, 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 this approach needs to be so focused that you need to find a person that actually knows the industry that you're in. So yeah. if you're in pharmaceutical or if you're in uh, uh, some kind of a technology, uh, whether that is uh, uh, microtechnology or whatever it is, then, then you need to find a person that does not only understand uh, 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 the language, but also the industry that you're trying to target and the people who are within, the stakeholders within that industry. That's a very good point, and I think a very important point. And again, it's something that everybody know, or at least everybody should know, when it comes to their own language. I mean, if you want to research uh, keywords in the medical industry, you probably already know that you need to engage with some people who understand that industry. Um, you need to talk to people who understand the, the right type of words and what, what people in that industry use for, for, for expressing themselves, you know, for, for that particular industry. And I think it's a great point to say that, of course, it, it applies not just to your own language, but to any language you want to you work with. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, yeah, that, I mean, and this is, of course, I mean, the keyword research is just the very first uh, step of it. Um, another, another important step to begin with and another uh, important mistake I think people make is that uh, a lot of people think that uh, because Google is so dominant in, in our regions, uh, Google must be equally dominant in all regions. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, and if you if you just optimize for Google, then everything is fine. But of course, it's not fine when you want to go to Russia or China or Japan or there's so many other regions where 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 Google is taking up uh, the dominating engine. So is that something you also um, you <clears throat> also stumble? Yeah, but that, that's that's exactly. Uh, and there are definitely countries where Google is not the dominant one. But even if Google is the dominant one. There are search engines which you should not ignore. ignore. And, and, and just looking at my home country, even though it's a small market, it illustrates a point. There's a local engine here called Late, which means search. They probably have about 6-7% of the market. Okay. But, and Google has the rest, most of it. But that's not the main point. The main point is that the people who are there are people who are age 55 and older. So, oh, yeah. depending on whom you're targeting, you need to understand the search engines also. So, you, if you want to target people who uh, are, are not devices in regards of internet, then late would be a perfect low-cost way to get, penetrate certain type of demographics. Yeah. So, anyway, even, yeah. If, even if Google is the largest, then you should not ignore the small ones because it actually might give you an opportunity or a niche or something which, which, which is leveraging 
to making you better than the competition. Do you find that um, the competition is very different uh, in, 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 in other regions in English? I mean, it, do you think it's, it's a lot easier to, um, to compete once you, once you um, get into it? Um, well, <clears throat> uh, I, I think that, that uh, uh, from where I stand, and I have a friend who uh, uh, asked me to uh, read a book, which was called Marketing Warfare. Was I, think, I think it was you. <laughs> it's a good book. <laughs> and I do recommend it also. I am I, I'm now an advocate of that book. But in in there is, for me, a window of opportunity in most countries for agile companies to gain the advantages in being the, the guy who is on the top of the hill fending off everybody else, which makes the effort for everybody else much harder if that particular company does things well. Yeah. So where I stand now is that companies who are going worldwide, if they do it properly, and if they have the foundation set up in a proper way, they will actually be the ones which will be uh, fending their, their uh, fort. And meaning that those who want to try to do the same thing or get the same results as those who were before or have done it properly, will have to put far more effort into it. Because yeah. there is somebody already in place. Also, I, I would say that, that um, in, in, in my experience, it's actually a little bit of a myth that it's much easier to compete in smaller regions. I mean, uh, let, let's use uh, Danish as an example and Denmark as an example. Uh, there is, of course, less players in the field in Denmark. So there are less competitors, there are less websites in Danish, of course, in the Danish market space. But that doesn't mean that the competition is very low in all areas. And it doesn't mean that we're not very good. Because when you take the most competitive areas, which in Denmark is, is, is in the travel industry and the finance industry and, and, yes, you know, let's just say travel industry, for an example. The competition in the travel industry in Denmark is just as hard as most other countries, even, even though it's a small country. So don't, don't fool yourself and think that you can just come in as an American company and you can uh, dominate the travel market in search in Denmark because it's a small country. No, you can't. And, and you know, a good analogy to that may, may be uh, sport games. I mean, if, I've been thinking a lot about this. You know, if, 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 um, if, if, if the case was that if you were more people, you're more likely to win a game, then a small country like Denmark would never win any game in the Olympics or the World uh, Tour uh, or the World uh, Games, you know. But we do. I mean, a few years ago, we won the, 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 the World, uh, what is it called, the football games or the soccer games in, 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 in Europe. And I mean, we're, we're probably one of the smallest countries. So how can we do that? Well, the thing is, we cannot be the best at everything. So, because we're not that many people, but we can be the best at, at certain things. And if you look at the the, uh, the, the the soccer game, for instance, now and then we have been the best. And, and now and then we do win Olympic uh, medals. We don't win as many Olympic medals as big countries like uh, America does, but we do win medals. 
So if you if you want to compete with us in Denmark on the level where we do our best, let's say the travel industry, that's very difficult. But then, of course, you can find other segments, there are other verticals in a small country like Denmark where the competition is much, much lower and where it will be much, much easier for you to compete than it will be in the English-speaking market where there's probably more competitors. But, but I think that that's one of the myths that, that, that a lot of people have about the small countries, uh, that it's always easy. I, I don't find it easy all the time. <laughs> no, no, and, and uh, I agree with you there. Uh, uh this is us uh, as uh, versatile as, as, as the markets and, and, and the segments that you're trying to target and there's diff- there's different it's difficult for people to generalize in regards to this yeah that, I think that's a very very good tip in general don't generalize <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway I think we need to take another uh, quick break uh, those sponsors are lining up and they want to get in so uh, we're going to talk more about uh, localizations and, and all the issues that um, relates to not just SEO but also all the different cultural and technical differences uh, between the countries. So please stay with us and we will be back in just a minute. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try my SEO tool risk-free today. Go to myseotool.com. Myseotool.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Welcome to the WebmasterRadio.fm chat room and our exclusive listener lounge. Make yourself a tasty beverage, kick your shoes off, and sit back. We're always open, and there's never a last call. Step up to the WebmasterRadio.fm chat room right now. Just click the chat tab from our homepage. Start your search engine and put your servers into overdrive. It's webmasterradio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to StrikePoint, and today I have with me Christian Mahakson from from Iceland. 
Um, he's out with a new book, or it's coming out very soon, about global SEO. Um, so we were just talking about some of the very basic challenges of global SEO with keyword research and targeting and regionalization and the different types of engines that are used um, regionally. Uh, but I also wanted to touch a little bit on um, other regional issues. Like um, w- one thing that, that I think most merchants don't uh, think about is shopping carts. Uh, the fact that addresses are not formed the same way around the world. Uh, what actually was a surprise to me, which I didn't know before just recently, is that they don't have zip codes in Ireland. So, so if you have a shopping cart where it's uh, mandatory to fill out zip code, you're not going to sell shit in Ireland. And um, in Sweden, for instance, in Sweden, which I think must be a surprise to most people, there's actually a lot of houses that don't have road that that don't have road no road names and numbers. I have a vacation house in 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 Sweden, in in a rural area, and there's no street name and there's no number. <laughs> it's it's similar to what you have in Middle East. In Middle East, I, I, w- I was really surprised the first time I was traveling in the Middle East. I was in um, in Jordan, and I was going to a festival office uh, to pick up some tickets, and and um, I I I needed the address for for the place and the official address. For, for for that place was Shmisani, which is like an area, like an area of town behind Arab Bank. So, I mean, that was the official address, <laughs> the Shmisani behind Arab Bank. And, and so that's going to be really, really difficult to fill out in most shopping cart forms. You know, so do you, <laughs> do you shopping cart form uh, accept these types of, of, um, of addresses? That's something you should think about. And there's a tons of other uh, issues like that when you want to go regional. I'm sure you have other examples like that, uh, Christian. Yeah. Well, the, you mentioned Ireland, no zip codes. You men- mentioned Sweden. Yeah. Iceland has three numbers in their zip codes. And yeah. and and uh, uh, often when I'm trying to shop and I'm trying to fill in uh, the zip codes, uh, I need to put some gibberish in front of it because... Uh, they have need to be five five letters or more. Another thing which is quite important is good 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 that you raised this up. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Dennis uh, uh, Mortensen, uh, who uh, was at Index Tools at, at, at some years back, that then became Yahoo Analytics. They did the research into uh, the importance of the about us page and how the about us page impact. Uh, how people behave on shopping carts. And it was quite uh, 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 informative. And, and, and uh, Forrester recently did the research into cultures and how people see websites. And when you combine the research that Dennis did and the research that Forrester did, it, 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 we, we realized soon that there was a, there was a big a gap or big opportunity for companies uh, when they wrote the about us page, that they need to write it in a different way. So don't just translate the about us page uh, based upon the English one. Also, uh, look at how people look at the site. Uh, uh, for example, Germans will be looking for uh, security, uh, while the Swedes will be looking for endorsement of the products. So, so the, the about us page 
can actually be the page that actually turns people off because they will try to research about your company. They will find a copy that is quite generic and uh, very generalized in regards of the approach and it will kill off the sales. So not only is, is, is there a problem with the shopping cart itself and the way that people can fill out the information that they need to fill out, but not also is that the page that actually is the one salesperson that endorses you and, and your company and actually makes you credible online is shit, and therefore people aren't buying. Yeah, and, and another, another piece of, 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 of uh, another document that is on all websites that uh, a lot of merchants forget about is actually part of the sales copy is the terms and conditions, your business terms and conditions. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and if you're an American company and you want to sell goods in Denmark, for instance, and, and you translate your website into Danish and you do your Danish keyword research and all of the stuff we talk about, and you just translate your business terms, then maybe from a legal point of view, you're not obliged to follow Danish law. I, I'm not going to go into the legal uh, thing about that. Let's just say that from a legal point of view, you, you're not obliged to, to follow Danish law. But from a conversion point of view, from a, from a consumer point of view, if you don't respect the way that we think a company should treat their customers and, and, and the copy that you put in there are so difficult to understand and so much different than what we used to from other shops that we deal with, then you're probably just not going to get that many sales. So, so think of, uh, of, your, of your legal copy as part of your sales copy. And, and make sure that you, you, to any extent that it is possible for you legally, to adapt to, um, to the local customs of what your consumers are used to. Um, that, that, that's another thing that, that I see very commonly, uh, uh, a very common mistake from, from most companies outside of any region. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 uh, um, the, the the world domination is not as simple as it might sound at first. So it, it's not really that you need to be careful in regards of the... Uh, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I remember I had a conversation a couple of years back in, 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 uh, and, uh, with a guy called Jonathan Forrester. He, I think he was, he was a, an engineer at Yahoo. I know Jonathan Forrester. Yeah, John, no. John Riccardi, sorry, John Riccardi, yeah, sorry, wrong name, John the Forest was another guy, uh, John Riccardi, and he was an uh, engineer at Yahoo, and he said that, that Yahoo had something which was called the concept of region, and that was the built-in part of the algorithm which dealt with localization, and it was made out of, mainly made out of four items at the time, this is a couple of years back, uh, the first item was the language on the website, and how that could be validated as a part of the localization or, or, or which part of the world you were targeting. Uh, second was the domain ending, the CCTLT, so whether, whether that was .de or, or whatever. Uh, and then uh, thirdly, it was uh, the type of inbound links that you had, and preferably they needed to come from websites that were either in the language that you were targeting or in uh, uh, from within websites that were hosted within the country that you were targeting. And then there was the fourth thing, which is probably not as important anymore, 
aus der IP-Adresse, so the location of the IP-Adresse. But if you if you go by these three, at least the three I mentioned first, which were the past of the uh, the concept of region at Yahoo, you should see a a positive impact on 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 the local search engine specifically uh, Yahoo, Google. Uh, Google and the other other small ones, uh, Yahoo and Bing. Uh, does Yahoo exist anymore? Is it, was it, uh, is it rolling out Bing results all over? But this is this is very important. And these three items, these are the the core items, beside everything that we've talked about, uh, the the uh, legislation and the about space and all this stuff. But I would I would say uh, in, in in my experience um, local hosting does still play a role and especially if you're in a more competitive area um, I think there are a couple of, of issues that comes into play with local hosting and I think it's difficult to distinguish which of them are most important but I, I do see an advantage in, in local hosting so so if you're ta- if you're a Danish company and you're targeting the American market. I would definitely say put up a server in, in, in the U.S., not only because it's much be easier and much, much cheaper to host it in the U.S., but also because uh, you do get a local IP. And I'm not sure how big that value is, but there is some value to it. But the other thing is you also get faster load times with users if yep. you're hosted in the market. And, and load time is a factor. It's a ranking factor. Uh, so, so I think those two things combined does play a role. But another thing is uh, local domains. And I think this is one of the areas where it's totally different from one country to another country. Let, let's say in Denmark. I mean, if you want to market yourself in Denmark, I believe in general you can do equally good with a .com name or a .dk name. It's not, it's not that important. Uh, the same thing I would say if you go to Norway, because Norway always had restrictions on the .nuo uh, name, uh, so it it was really difficult to get a .no names. So uh, therefore, a lot of uh, local companies were using different other TLDs like .nu um, or .coms. Uh, so so Norwegian consumers have been used to legitimate Norwegian companies using different other TLDs. But then, I mean, if you go to other com- countries like uh, Germany and France, I think that the consumers there are much more uh, expect a, a local co- a, a company that wants to market locally to have a local domain uh, to a much higher degree. And that, that in general, I, I find can be very different from country to country. Um, so, so what, what's your experience with, with, uh, with the domains? Well, uh, they, as you said, uh, uh, and uh, by, if I would, uh, if I should generalize about this, I would say that I w- that would be least of my concern. That is the uh, uh, the the hosting thing. But but that again is not something that we should generalize about because there is a big question about the type of content that you are presenting, loading time, and all that stuff. Uh, which needs to be considered also. So based upon uh, the audience and the content that you are distributing, and the type of industry you are in, uh, then that might play a bigger role than 
normally. But the local domain is very important. And uh, the Norway is actually a good sample because I think until recently, and I, I, I'm not sure it's changed yet, uh, Norwegian companies could not own, I think, more than 10, 15 dot NO domains. And, and, and to be able to buy an NO domain, you had to be a local entity, a local uh, uh, LLC or whatever, like what's called in the US, the, uh, the limited. Uh, so you had to be, you had like a, have a company presented, present in the US to be able to uh, uh, buy the domain. So until recently, that, this was a problem. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, but uh, I, I, they have been trying to find ways around it, as you mentioned. But, but domain, definitely a big issue. And, and, and you should invest in the domains. But there's another aspect to this, and I've seen companies do this more and more. Uh, uh, an ex-client of mine, Fujitsu, for example, they, they are using a mixture of, of, of subdomains, so uk.fujitsu.com or de.fujitsu.com or fujitsu.com slash uk. Uh, uh, and this is a little bit unfocused, but I've seen more and more big companies trying to consolidate all traffic to the .com domain and trying to create subdomains or folder domains, folder uh, websites. And this is something I believe is is wrong. Just plain simple. They're just it's probably because of the technology that they're using in regards of managing the website. And uh, I don't know uh, that, that that would not be the way that I would go, at least if I wanted to maximize my uh, impact online. No, and and I, and I think that that you, you just there was just one keyword there that that uh, triggered me. Um, it's because of technology, and and this is one thing I really really hate in general uh, when it comes to online marketing and running your website and doing SEO. I see it again and again and again that um, that the IT department are making decisions about how to approach markets. They they tell marketing, oh, we cannot do that, or that is not <laughs> possible, or this is really difficult, or something. And I call it bullshit, you know, because IT should not be running the marketing game. IT should not make decisions that have an impact on how well you target your audience, how well you convert your 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 users. Uh, IT should shut up and do what you tell them to do. Basically, you know, they can come back to you and say, okay, if you want to do this you got to be aware that it's going to have these and these consequences or it's going to cost you this much or whatever. That's fine. That's fair. That's totally fair. And then you can decide whether you want to pay that uh, extra cost for, for another server or, or whatever, you know, whatever you want to do. But IT should never tell you this is not possible or tell you we have to do it this way. If that's not what's working best for your marketing or for your approach to the market or for your SEO or whatever, you know, your deal is. So that, that's just... One thing I hate so much. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I, had to, I, I had to get it out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you are—I would just say word. Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. You are, you are, you are going in the right direction. And I, I do absolutely. I hate being in the position where uh, the technology department has bullshit, made some so much bullshit that uh, that <laughs> the, the marketing department doesn't know heads of tails of what's happening. There's another aspect to the uh, the technology is that. 
one of the problems as an international marketer is, is finding tools that help me, uh, for example, do keyword research. How do I do keyword research, proper keyword research into, uh, uh, let's say, Czechoslovakia or, 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 or to the Czech, sorry, not Czechoslovakia, or to, uh, to uh, Croatia or, or to uh, Vietnam? How do I do competitive research into uh, uh, Korea or, 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 or these various countries? So there are, yeah. uh, that's one of the things, most of the tools that are out there are so American-oriented. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to find tools that actually provide uh, in-depth, accurate data. That's one of the main dilemmas that I, as a, and, and me and my team, come against is actually have, deal having to on the global scale. But what I what I found with with, uh, with local markets is that, and I mean we, we basically have the same problem in a small market like Denmark is that first of all, Google uh, AdWords is available in most markets, and Google have the keyword research tools. They're not always perfect. I mean they're definitely not perfect, but they can be a good starting point for you. But another thing. A lot of us forget about is how did we do keyword research in the old days? You know, there are still a lot of old-fashioned analog ways of doing keyword research. One of my favorites is ask your customers. You know, ask your customers what would you search for to find the stuff that you buy from me? You know, or maybe go down and talk to your sales department. If you have a telemarketing sales department, if you have a, a shop, a physical shop, go down and stand by the cash register and listen to people. Listen to what they say when they talk about your products. That might yeah. be, that's probably the same thing. Or, 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 or even, even go to online communities. Go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to debates uh, and forums and see and look for people who are talking about the type of products that you're marketing and look at what the words they're using. You know, this is keyword research as well. It's not... It's not the, the, the fashionable type of keyword research that most SEOs are involved with now with all these fancy tools that you can get for English. But all these other methods, you can apply them for any language. Um, so so you, sometimes you're just going to get back to the old-fashioned way of doing things when, when, when you don't have all these nice tools available. So you're saying methods um, you talk to people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk to people. Talk to your consumers. You know, it, 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 even 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 though we're dealing with, with with a highly sophisticated IT industry here, we're still we're still dealing with people. And you know, you can reach out to people in different ways and and, and through databases and statistics. So um, so definitely um, try and try and do that. The last thing we only have a couple of minutes left, so um, we are usually running running uh, out of time. Um, what do you think about Link building. How important do you think it is to get local links versus uh, global links? Um, how important do you think it is to get Danish links when you want to rank in Denmark, or German uh, links when you want to rank in Germany? I think it's as important as having the site in Danish or close to. Yeah. So actually, if if you want to target Denmark, don't link build link build uh, in India. Or uh, get a tool like Majestic and, and, and look at the buildup of the links targeting your website. And, and, uh, and if you're targeting Denmark, then majority of the links should be coming from Denmark or at least websites in Danish. Uh, yeah. and, and preferably with the anchor tag. It, 
the, the rules of link building have not changed. Google is Google is trying to indicate that it, it has uh, and, 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 and downplay the importance of links. I still think they are quite valid and should be not, not overlooked, specifically yeah. if you're targeting local markets. I would say I'm a, I'm a little more mixed on it because I, I, I do agree with you uh, on the basics of it that you're, the, the, the big chunk and the primary uh, need of your links should be local. And not so much just because they come from local hosted servers, but equally much because they, you want to get them from websites that are in the same language. Because if it's, if it's, if it's a website that is, let's say you want to target a Danish website and a Danish keyword, and, and you link build on a website that is entirely in German, and there's just one little keyword that is in Danish and that, you know, by coincidence links to your page, it, it just doesn't look right. Um, but on the other hand, I, you know, I do see that you can add additional links uh, and you can, especially what, what I've been using it for is to add additional links to deep, um, to deep pages. Let's say you have a really big product catalog and you have thousands of products. You, we all know how difficult it can be to get deep links to all those different products. And we all know how important it can be to just get one or two links to each of your products. But if you have 10,000 links and you're operating in a small country like Denmark, um, it can be really difficult to build up 10,000 links. It's much easier to get 10,000 links from the German market or from the American market or the Russian market. So in a combination between the need of your links being locally and then additional links coming from around the world, I, I think I've seen you know it work pretty well for us uh, uh, in that way. But um, you've got to be careful and definitely got to have a lot of local links. <laughs> anyway, we are unfortunately running out of time. Um, the studio is is um, is pushing us. Uh, they told us that would be one minute, and that's one minute ago. And unless we wanna we wanna get beaten up by by the engineer. And if you if you ever saw our engineer and how big he is, you don't wanna get beaten up by him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Christian, it was a pure pleasure to have you here, and I'm really so much forward to see. I think, I think I'm going to see you next month in uh, Stockholm, right? Uh, nah, I, I, I might. I, I'm actually uh, yes, yes, uh, at the SMX. Yeah, SMX oh, in Stockholm. Yeah, SMX Stockholm, yes. Uh, on September 19 and 20. So, if any of you guys out there listening are coming to Stockholm uh, for SMX, look us up. Uh, we will probably be in the bar. So. Um, Come and buy us a drink, and uh, we will tell you a lot more about global SEO. Yes. It's been a pleasure to have you here, Christian. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs> bye bye.